0: is written, and uh, it's amazing to me that uh, Bibles, well, Scripture, were not as plentiful as uh, we have them today. Uh, It was expensive to have scrolls of Scripture, and uh, those that started to fade, uh, they would destroy because they didn't want something illegible that could be misinterpreted. Uh, to spread uh, misunderstanding and so on. So they would do away with scrolls that were faded and they would commission the scribes to write a new one. And uh, the detail is incredible. Uh, They would count the number of letters. And um, it, it wasn't left to chance. They were very detailed in making sure the accuracy was there, so you can have trust and confidence in this word, Amen. But how incredible they would uh, have verses uh, almost—I uh, hesitate to use the phrase—pulled out of thin air, but it almost would seem uh, Peter grabbing uh, Joel two and twenty-eight. And, uh, and uh, different verses, you know, that, that they would have. How would they have that in their memory? The Holy Ghost imparted to it. Amen. And then the scribes being called by Herod. Where does it say he's going to be born? And Micah is where we're turning to today. Micah 5 and 2. That's the passage that they turned to. How did they know to go to that passage. How did they know to pull that scroll out, to go, they didn't have chapters, they didn't have verses, that didn't come till later, but they knew exactly where to go. God help us to be familiar with his word in that degree, and not just be familiar with it, but let it change us. Praise God. But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, Yet, out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Amen. And that's talking about God Almighty, who inhabits eternity, clothing himself in flesh, and coming to this world to pay the price for redemption. And thank God he came forth, so that he could come forth into our experiences, into our lives, into our hearts, into our situations, and provide salvation. So great. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. Two portions that I want to emphasize here in this prophecy that was given, the little and the coming forth. Sometimes we might feel fairly insignificant. There's eight billion of us upon this planet now. And um, if we were to have a comparison of how much a billion is, um, you know, like we do a million sometimes, um, I think it would be uh, pretty amazing to understand the huge number that a billion is. And yet there's eight billion. So, yes, we are fairly insignificant in a sense of number. But you're not insignificant to the Lord. He knows the number of hairs upon your head. Mine keep changing. They're coming off. (laughs) But God knows And uh, that's not that he has a calculator uh, working and tabulating and so on. It's simply to illustrate the fact that he knows who you are, where you are, what you are. Amen. I remember the statement that the devil knows your name, but he calls you by your sin. And he reminds you of it again and again. But the Lord knows your sin, but he calls you by your name. Praise God. That's the kind of God who knows who you are, what you are, where you are, amen, and the needs that are there. So even though we may feel somewhat small, somewhat insignificant, somewhat uh, unknown, I'm glad that we are known in heaven. Think about Moses, the shepherd on the backside of the desert. Nothing much different every day. Awakening, kindling the fire. Uh, fixing his breakfast, as meager as it might be, watching the sheep start to arise, start to munch uh, on the grass, and then considering uh, what uh, well am I going to? uh, What pasture am I going to lead them to? uh, What should I do next? Because sheep can nibble the grass right down to the ground, so you have to keep them moving, otherwise they would kill the pasture. Uh, if you kept them stationary. So the shepherd had to be thinking, what about all of these things? And, and the routine had to be set. And the protection that they would offer to the, uh, to the sheep had to be uh, well thought out. And all of the uh, appearances and, or uh, things that might apparent happen, uh, they had to be prepared. And then all of a sudden, a burning bush. Now, there's lots of bushes, lots of uh, situations that he would be familiar with because he had to he had to grab some of the dead brush and uh, build his fire. He had to prepare his meals with that bush. So this bush being on fire uh, was something perhaps he had seen before uh, on a cold night needing to warm up and uh, a newborn lamb and, and uh, needing to place it there by the fire and so on. But this bush was not consumed. It didn't turn black and crumble and fall into a pile of ashes. And Moses decided, I'm going to turn aside and see. Praise God. And I believe the Lord is waiting on a lot of people to turn aside and see. They're pursuing this, we're pursuing that. They're trying to investigate these situations and those needs they are trying to have different experiences and so on. The Lord is waiting for people to turn aside and see the miraculous power that he has available. Amen. And thank God we could be waving the flag saying, hey, you need to turn aside. Hey, there is something powerful. There is something wonderful that you can experience. Praise God. God spoke to him out of that bush. Moses was to bring forth my people out of Egypt. Amen. And thank the Lord that Moses was the answer to the prayers of Israel. And we can be the answer To the prayers of those who are hurting, those who are searching, those who are needing something to bring meaning to their lives and to bring deliverance from that which is bringing them down. And thank God the power of the Lord could come in our hearts. You know, it might be like uh, Saul of Tarsus hears the name of Ananias. There's a man praying named Ananias and he's going to come in. He's going to... Uh, put his hand on you and you're going to receive your sight amen there might be somebody who is aware of that and know that you are going to be the answer you are going to be the one to step in you are going to be the one empowered by the spirit like brother mitch taught today praise god and step forth so the lord made promises to moses certainly I will be with thee. I am that I am. Praise God. He's declaring the eternal, self existent one who would be there with Moses to bring about the promises. What did Moses do? Excuses. Questions. (laughs) Feeling little. Who am I? What will I say? Who sent me? I'm not eloquent. All of these things, small things perhaps, he was letting get in the way. But little things sometimes can become that problematic. But oh, thank God, the Lord was there to provide for him. And the Lord had an answer for his fear. What do you have in your hand? I have a staff. Throw it down. (laughs) We're going to settle this question about fear right now. It became a snake. Pick it up. Well, I would really have a problem with that. I'm pick it up. No, I'm going to stomp it. I'm going to bury it under a pile of rocks. <laughs> I'm not going to touch it. Not going to have that that uh, that situation in my life. Don't worry about what you don't have. Use what you have. Amen. It may seem small. A staff, a rod. Throw it down. Well, God. Knows how to bring about the answer and all oh, the signs that the Lord performed with that rod as it, The story continues Amen and how that the Lord demonstrated his power in swallowing up the magician's rods and and hitting the water with that rod And it turned to blood hitting it the dust and it turned to lice uh, all of the plagues that came about uh, because the Lord was able to bring forth his power Moses lifting the rod and the Lord sending thunder and hail and fire and then the, the Rod being lifted again and locusts appearing God used what he had in his hand yeah. Amen and God can use you Because of the power of the Lord that rod was used to part the Red Sea It brought water out of the rock it uh, brought victory when uh, Moses held that rod up and uh, Aaron and her Hur uh, sat him down on a rock and one got on each side and held his arms up. Thank God for the unity that is in the people of God who will be able to recognize the hand of the Lord is there. And then resurrection. Oh my. That uh, rod that budded blossomed. Almonds appearing overnight. My, I'm believing that God is going to do a great work in restoration. God is going to do a great work in resurrection. Praise God. In the hand of the Lord that can be demonstrated with His goodness and power in bringing those who once knew Him but have drifted away, coming back and being restored, being renewed, being revived. Thank God the power of the Lord can bring forth that kind of of glory and blessing because God can use small things though thou be little. Was David the most prominent in his family? No, Samuel Saul, seven walked by. You have another son? he asked Jesse. Jesse kind of qualified it. Yeah, have another one, but he's out taking care of the sheep. Get him. <laughs> Thank like the Lord, Samuel had heard from God and he knew what the Lord had intended. So, the youngest of the brothers, not one that Samuel would have picked, is now anointed. Praise God. And the power of the Lord that is there. And uh, to the battlefield, David is sent to take corn, bread, and cheese to his three brothers who are serving in the army. And so, here he goes. And I just wonder among those 10 cheeses, were there baby cheeses? Were there cheeses of Nazareth? I don't know. But David heard Goliath, and David volunteered to fight. But Saul emphasized the idea you're not big enough, you're not a champion, you're not one who could go forth. And, and probably he's weighing the fact that Goliath said, send me out a man to fight and we'll, we'll, we'll join the battle. And whoever wins is going to be the victor from one nation over the other. So that's weighing in Saul's mind a little bit. If you lose, David, all of us are subjugated and made slaves to the Philistines. Thou art but a youth, And he a man of war from his youth. So it looks like it's not going to work. But David, uh, he didn't always face small things. That lion, that bear, I wouldn't consider those small things. Not at all. (laughs) But he picked up five smooth stones. Okay, there's some small things. He kind of flexed his sling a little bit, shook out the kinks, maybe uh, some of the knots that were in the in the string. Made sure the leather was was ready to receive one of those stones. Whirled it around his head a little bit to see if he had it uh, just right. And, you know, he practiced this. It, it wasn't it wasn't something that he'd started just that morning. This was something that he had worked at as a shepherd. This is something that he had flung at at. Um, Wolves and and uh, bears and and uh, lions to try to keep them away from his flock and now here's that giant Look at that clock back there That's about uh, the, the height of Goliath's head Probably about as big too Big old buck teeth sticking out hair hanging down in his eyebrows here he goes. <laughs> now God guided that stone. I, I believe it. Amen. the accuracy, the accuracy was David's, yes, but God guided it right to the spot, between the armor, into the forehead, and down he goes. Praise God. That wasn't the end of it, though. You know, you can knock Satan for a loop. You can knock him down, but you better kill him. You better get rid of it. Amen. You better finalize that situation. Don't let it rise up again to torment you and to mock you and to make you feel intimidated and little. Take that sword, his own sword. Cut his head off. I know that sounds kind of gross. Here we are talking about Christmas and and all of this beauty and so on. But take care of business. Amen. Get it done. Thank the Lord. I come to thee in the name of the Lord. And the battle is the Lord's. Ah, I'm so thankful. Those aren't just words that David spoke. But he ran towards the giant. Others were running from him. But David did his part. God did his part. Amen, and thank the Lord that the battle was won. Now, now, David informs Saul, and it's kind of confusing here. I guess David, uh, you know, playing his harp and so on for Saul, and Saul being tormented by his spirit, and all of this stuff that the Scripture talks about. How could Saul forget all of this? But he inquired, who is this anyway? And David informs him, I am the son of thy servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite bethlehem okay so it's starting to tie together isn't it the power of the lord is starting to be uh shown here in what the lord is going to do because out of bethlehem amen the promise to david about a man being upon his the lineage of his throne forever jesus christ fulfilled that the promise of the child, the promise of the son that would be uh, given and the child that would be born in his name being called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Thank God that that's who was born in Bethlehem. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Glory to God. And I'm thankful. Bethlehem is where it happened Bethlehem is where it took place that's why the wise men came to Jerusalem and said where is he that is born king of the Jews And Herod being inquisitive about it as well asked the scribes they turned to the scripture the scroll of the prophet Micah was unrolled and they said this is where Bethlehem Ephrata though thou be little out of thee shall he come forth praise God Amen. Now there's controversy, of course, about whether or not it was uh, uh, the time of, of uh, the shepherds and and uh, and Jesus in uh, in the stable and so on. But this time they they were in a house, and some might think, well, it's two years later and so on. But Herod was a maniac. Herod was insane. He was he was completely jealous of any king being recognized other than himself. And so, it, it, to me, it stands to reason that uh, in his insanity, that he would rule that any child two years and under would be slaughtered. It would be, you know, and, and lots of times God gets blamed for catastrophes. God gets blamed for situations that happen. This was the evil man. And the evil of man is not little. It's not... It's not something tiny and obscure and so on. No, we we see it every day in the news. We hear about it all the time. The evil of man, the corruption of man. But the Lord can make a difference. Thank God. And there will be a worldwide difference that is going to come in a thousand years of peace when evil is done away with. Praise God. Oh, thank the Lord that the Lord can fulfill his plan and his power. All the small things, the loaves and the fish, uh, go and wash, and the blind came seeing. Go and show yourself to the priest, and the lepers were cleansed. Small little things that were done and the Lord demonstrating his great power. Thank God. Out of thee shall he come forth. The church must have been viewed as an inconvenience by those who held to their religious status and uh, thinking, uh, what's all this noise on the day of Pentecost in this upper room? What's going on anyway? They heard them speaking in their languages, and about 15 different languages are mentioned, or different nationalities are mentioned. God does it up big. Amen. But there were those probably who thought, what are this 120 doing here anyway? What, what's all this racket, and why are they staggering around like, like uh, they're inebriated? They just were small and insignificant, but the Lord had promised, these signs shall follow them that believe. Praise God. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's going to come forth. It's going to be there. Praise God. The power of the Lord is going to be displayed. The blessings of God are going to be given. Hallelujah. And it went from 120 to 3,000. And then 5,000. Praise God. The Lord knows how to make the little become big. The Lord knows how to make something insignificant become extraordinary. Praise God. Oh, thank the Lord for his power and with the trust that we can put in him. He declared, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Oh, thank God that that power is there. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank God for the power that he has given, the blessings that he has provided. And it almost could be a question shall he come forth? And almost, and not rhetorical at all, but a question. Are we going to let him come forth? Is there going to be a demonstration of that power? Is there going to be the significance that God wants to put upon his church? Are we going to live in the power of the name of Jesus Christ and let his spirit come forth? Oh God help us, hallelujah, to be in the place where he desired. To be in the place where he wants us to be. To let him come forth. Lazarus being called from that tomb after they rolled the stone aside. There are things that we have to do. Things, distractions, and obstacles we've got to remove. Get rid of some things. Amen. And thank the Lord, the power of God can help us to move into the realm where his blessings are going to be displayed. Amen. And thank the Lord for that power that we can have in his glory and his blessing. There are some things that uh, might seem a little repulsive to us. (laughs) Might seem a little unpleasant. But if you'll do what the Lord tells you to do, praise God, his power is going to be displayed. His glory is going to be given. His blessing is going to come forth and thank God he did call Lazarus forth. Imagine what that sounded like. Imagine what the, the darkness and the gloom of that cave, that tomb in the rock would have uh, appeared uh, like a gaping hole and then all of a sudden signs of life. All of a sudden Lazarus Shuffling out of there, bound in grave clothes. Loose him and let him go. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. There's power in what God can do in your life. Amen. Let him come forth. Amen. You're not insignificant. You're not, you're not something that hell can ignore. Amen. Remember those seven sons of Sceva? They thought they'd get on board with this miracle stuff. We adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Problem was they didn't have the experience. And hell answered. Jesus I know. Paul I know. Who are you? Hmm. You're not insignificant. Hell knows who you are. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And hell is afraid of the power that you have in the name of Jesus Christ. Melissa, you didn't just get wet. When you went down in that water, you didn't just come up wet. You came up with the power, the name of Jesus Christ upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. And hell is not going to ignore that. Oh, thank God there's power in the name of Jesus Christ for us to go forth in victory, to go forth in power, to go forth as the Lord desires us to. Praise God. Out of thee shall he come forth. Glory to God. John, as he's writing Revelation, as he's in that place of punishment, and uh, he's 90 plus years old now, What in the world is he doing working in a salt mine with the criminals of the Roman Empire on the Isle of Patmos? But the Lord knew exactly where he was. Amen. And John could understand what he could do as well. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. Didn't stop the Holy Ghost. Didn't stop the hand of the Lord. Didn't stop God using a godly man, to start to write it down. Praise God. And I heard the Spirit say, come up higher. Woo! Praise God. Ah, we're going to hear that call. I don't know what the shout is going to be. I don't know what the voice is going to be. It may be. Come up higher. Praise God. Come forth. Praise God. The Lord is going to present to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Amen. No blemish, but holy because of his power that has done a work in your life. Praise God. Oh, my. I'm thankful for the power that is going to be displayed in that time. We rise to meet him in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Praise God we rejoice in the times that we come together in the house of the Lord We rejoice in his power and his presence and thank God It's wonderful to be in fellowship and to feel his power and to know his glory and to be blessed by his by his word Praise God and oh my to be in his presence forever Come forth (laughs) Rise to meet him in the air, but now see see here's what's got to happen You've got to come forth out of this world now. In other words, your life changes. Your thoughts change. Your habits change. Your direction changes. Praise God. And The Lord brings that incredible change, so incredible that he calls it being born again. Amen. What? Nicodemus can't understand it. Nicodemus, who was supposed to be spiritual, supposed to be a teacher, supposed to understand these things, and no doubt knowledgeable in Scripture, but born again? Marvel not, Jesus said, that I said unto you, you must be born again. Now, birth is a marvelous thing. We we celebrated two baby boys being born here in the last few weeks. Praise God. Miracle, wonderful, incredible life that the Lord brings forth. And people want to change that and uh, think nothing of ending that life. God help us understand what the Lord has given and the Lord's priority and power. Thank God that we can celebrate. Hallelujah. And know how wonderful it is oh yes the change that the Lord brings to us is like being born again praise God and thank the Lord the elements are so it's such a simple thing you would think something so powerful and something so incredible would require an extensive formula and action and and uh, understanding no We're baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. We're filled with his wonderful spirit. Praise God. And then that power is revealed. Amen. And he continues to demonstrate how he can use little things and how he can bring forth incredible results and how we can be blessed in his wonderful presence. Praise God. And awesome changes take place in our lives. The Lord can take what's ordinary and make it extraordinary. And He can take what's extraordinary and cause it to be something that's ordinary that happens in our lives again and again. Amen. And we step back and marvel. God, you've done wonderful things. God, you've done marvelous things. God, you've done incredible things. Hallelujah. And the Lord just smiles and nods and says, I'm going to show you even more. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. And we respond with a determination that says, God, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm going to follow you with all of my heart. I'm going to live for you with all that I have within me. I'm going to surrender and give myself to you completely. Praise God. And the Lord envelops us in his arms and his love, his grace and his compassion. Praise God. And He says, you're my bride. You're my church. You're who I died for. And you belong to me I'm gonna wash you with water by the word I'm gonna change you and bless you in my presence and we're gonna walk together I will be your God you will be my people I will be your father you will be my sons and daughters oh man amazing let's stand together now Incredible that the Lord would call us forth into his presence and power. Amen. That man in the synagogue, you know, the devil was in the synagogue too. That man in the synagogue with the withered hand, Mm -hmm. he, I suspect, Brother Norm, he, he didn't, want people to notice his withered hand. He didn't want the attention. He probably tried to be as obscure as he could be. He enjoyed being in the synagogue. He wanted to hear the reading of the Word. He wanted to know what the Word of God said. That's why he was there. But he didn't want to. So why did the Lord say, Stand forth, because that was the first step. And the next step was stretch forth. I can't. Impossible. My hand is withered. It's been shriveled for years now, and I can't use it. You know, there could have been all of that explanation. There could have been all of that. But the Lord wanted him to stand forth as uncomfortable as it may have been, as embarrassing as it may have been, because He wanted him to stretch forth. You know, the Brother Greg, my son Greg, preached in Mexico and prayed for a woman who had a cancer growth on on her face. He prayed in the name of Jesus Christ, and that cancer came off in his hand. And then a man with a withered hand was in the altar. And Greg prayed for him in the name of Jesus Christ, and then grabbed that hand. And finger by finger opened it up. And he was made whole. <laughs> Praise, God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, it's the power of God. It's not Brother Greg. It's the power of God. But it's happening today. Amen. Now, that was a few years ago. And you, you may have heard Brother Greg testify about it when he preached at camp, our camp meeting. And, uh, and in that service remember there was a visitor a guest at our camp meeting from California and she came to the front and told me I was born without hearing in this ear I've never heard out of this ear but God touched me in this service and I can hear both ears that's the God we serve that's the God we're celebrating amen that he came to this world as a little baby so that we could be born again praise God oh I think we ought to give him praise here for just a little while I think we ought to give him worship here now in the name of Jesus Christ I'm not